0: What up, everybody? What up to all the listeners? This is your boy, Lewis, as usual. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Let Me Just Say This. As usual, you can stream all of my content on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, and, of course, anchor.fm slash Let Me Just Say This. Without further ado, my boy, Kyote is going to be joining me, and we are going to talk about the state of wrestling, give our reflections on... AEW's first pay-per-view event, Double or Nothing, and get into some WWE talk as well and what we feel about the current product. What's up, Kyote? Long time no
1: speak. Louis, what's going on, my brother? It, it's a pleasure to be on with you once again, man. How's it going? It's it's going. <laughs> I hear you. I hate you. Yeah,
0: it's going. I've, I've been super busy. Uh, school just, the school year just ended over here. Nice yeah so uh the summer vacation is upon me except for the fact that i'm teaching summer school and that starts next week (laughs) oh shit oh damn yeah you know you know i gotta make that money i'm a hustler baby i i I hear you
1: man i hear you you. is it it for the entire summer
0: uh only through mid-july and we get the fourth uh the fourth the fourth of july week we're off and it's only monday through thursday so it's not that bad not bad at all, man. And when do you guys go back in, in Texas? Well, the teachers are supposed to go back this year. I think it's like August 4th or something. And the kids go back August, I want to say it's like the 10th or the 12th, something like that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, early early to mid-August is when everybody's in full swing over here. Uh, but right now, everybody's on summer vacation, so it's nice. Zay and I just adopted a new dog, so I've been extra busy my soda dog man is adorable, man. you make me want to you make me want a puppy, man. I need to get me a puppy. <laughs> Listen, I can't do puppies. Puppies are a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this one, this this German Shepherd, his name is Logan. Yes, yeah, after Wolverine. Um nice. yeah, he, uh, he's a year and seven months. So he's he's a little trained, but we we've had some accidents here and there in the house. <laughs> you know, he's 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 getting on my last nerve, but it's it's all good.
1: Is he, is he chewing on any uh any Jordans or anything like that? Uh, he...
0: <laughs> you know what? He's actually really good in that regard. He's not chewing on anything that he's not supposed to. He's just, you know, pissing here and there. <laughs> Got it. Got it. A little, little sprinkles of, of pee, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Oh, nice,
1: man. Look at that.
0: Yeah, Very so nice. my, my summer is off to an eventful start, to say the least. I hear you, brother. Very nice. Very nice. How's it going with you? Before we get into some wrestling talk,
1: listen, man. Everything is everything, man. We're I'm good. Just uh, you know, taking a little hiatus uh, for a minute from scriptly adapted. Um, coming back with some shows soon, probably for, um, for uh, when the Lion King comes out. Probably do a big show for that. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Probably do a big show for that. But other than that, man, we're just. Uh, you know, just dream, thinking up of some ideas and and trying to make uh trying to make this a little bigger. Uh, things coming soon, you know. See what happens.
0: Nice. I, I appreciate all the content that you guys always release.
1: Thank if you, if you have Thank not
0: you. done so, or if you don't do uh if you're not already following Scriptly Adapted Uncut, yes, go check out that content on Anchor, Instagram, Facebook. They even have a YouTube page, so go and check yes, that sir. out
1: man, for sure. Absolutely.
0: All right, let's jump into the topic of discussion. All elite, 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 elite Yeah, elite. man.
1: So you checked out the pay-per-view today, right? I watched the entire thing front to back, Lewis. Front to back. Ah, yes. This this is what I like to hear. So
0: this is actually going to be pretty interesting because I'm going off of my initial recollection from when I watched it a week and a half ago. Where at wait, when did I oh no, it was only Saturday, yeah. It is feels sad, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's fresh in your head because you just watched it today. So that, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see both of our opinions. But um so Double or Nothing is in the books. It emanated from the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas, and I I think the general consensus is that it was a huge success. Um I for one thought it was very entertaining. It was a very nice alternative to what we see with WWE pay-per-views. Um, I, overall, I, I thought it was really solid, man. I give it a, a really solid P+. plus. Uh, solid what, what B plus? You, what would, yeah, what would you give it as if you were to give it a letter grade?
1: Letter grade? So, okay, I watched it front to back. Um, I agree with you on a lot, man. I thought, <laughs> dude, I was hella in... I thought the matches, even the matches... I got to tell you, about 90% of the people on that card, I had no idea who these people were. Really? Um, Yeah. Like, I I, I had no idea. But I got to tell you, like, it didn't even matter because everything was so entertaining. Like, the matches were so well done. so letter grade, I'm giving it a solid B+. Like, I, I agree with you. Solid B+.
0: Yeah, and the only reason why I don't give it anything higher is because you know it was the first pay per view, and right. you know I don't have to compare it to anything. But look, a B plus is a B plus. You know, I I think it just misses the A mark. Um, yeah, because just it's not if, gonna. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's gonna go down as like one of the all time greatest pay per view events ever. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was so solid from top to bottom, man. And you you hit the nail on the head with the fact that even if you didn't know half the talent or 90% of the talent, they told good enough stories in the ring to where you're like, you might say, oh, okay, I'm on board with this guy and I'm on board with Absolutely. that guy and I'm on board with this chick and I'm on board with that chick. Um yeah. So let me just put it out there. Let me ask you. So you didn't know who Pentagon Jr. was, correct? No
1: clue.
0: You didn't know who no Phoenix clue. was or Jack Evans or Angelico? Not at all. Oh, man. So that means you... you. Oh, okay. So you didn't watch Lucha Underground because those guys... No, I- no. Those guys, besides the indies, they were mostly known
1: for their Lucha Underground stuff. Nah, man. See, I I never, I I watched Lucha Underground maybe once or twice, but I'm talking like years ago. Not yeah. even like any, not even, think, nothing, nothing current. Nothing current.
0: Oh, okay. Because Pentagon oh. Jr. is the man. Like, he's the man. Like, for yeah, real. Yeah, he's
1: dope. He was dope. He was dope.
0: Yeah, like, you might you might think of him as a quote-unquote tag team wrestler. That's only because they threw him and Phoenix together um, over the past year or so. But before that, yeah, he was, like, getting a main event push in Lucha Underground. Um, wow, he was, he was yeah. part of the, the main storylines and stuff. Uh, the Cero Miedo is is very much over. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's talk about some of the matches. Uh, so... The opening match um,
1: refresh my memory a little bit because I forgot to take was, notes. Uh, I took some notes, Lewis, because I had to because I had no idea who some of these people were. But uh, <laughs> but um but I know who these guys are: Chris Daniels and Kazarian. Oh, okay, SCU, um, right? Yes, SCU. Um, and they faced. Uh, it was a it was a, a Chinese team. I just don't remember the name. Um, I it think it was a six. It was a six man tag. Yeah, was,
0: yeah. Uh, see, I. I... Now I'm kicking myself in the head for not taking down the name
1: of the team. Um, yeah, they, I, I don't even know I, if I... am not really familiar with them either, to be honest. I wasn't familiar at all. Um, and I got to tell you, man, uh, Chris Daniels and his area, and I obviously know who those people are. I know them. Um, right, right. The TNA you know the, days know the TNA days and everything, man. Um, it was... It was a great opener. Um, I, I got to tell you, it was... Um, if I had, if I had to pick, and listen, all the matches are pretty damn good in their in their own way. But if I had to pick the match that was just it missed the mark slightly, it would be them, and it was very, very slight, um, very entertaining. I gotta tell you, man, uh, good action, lots of high spots they did uh, during the match. Uh, but I gotta tell you, Chris Daniels and Gazaria looked a tad bit old.
0: Um. they looked
1: old. They looked, they looked, they looked old. Um, they looked really old. Like they looked slow moving. Some of the moves they were, some of the, some of the spots they were trying to do didn't look so crisp. Um, but it was really cool to see them. It kind of took me back to TNA days. Um, but it, it it was good to see them, and it it wasn't anything like I said. It wasn't anything horrible. Or anything bad or anything like that. It was just they. They looked a little slow. It was the strong hearts. That's who they were. The strong hearts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the okay. strong hearts. Seema T. Hawk and L. Lindeman. Um, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Runtime of that match was about thirteen minutes and 14 se- 40 seconds. So. Um, okay, you got the run but yeah man it, it was I, I liked it I like it was a good opener to set the pace um not a bad match I'm just saying if I had to pick a weak one that would have been one of them for me um but I, I it was cool it was cool it was cool and I at that point in the show I was like okay not bad now I'm now I'm getting excited to see what they're gonna do next so it, it was it yeah. was a good appetizer for the rest of the night yeah the scu i mean i thought the match was yeah. good um
0: i think one of the drawbacks for this match and a couple of the other matches was that there were a little bit too many high spots mm. and it was it was too much of a spot fest but with that said i also think that that was done purposely because you're also trying to engage A new audience So For people that Have not seen SCU In Ring of Honor Or haven't seen Christopher Daniels and Kazarian Since their Impact uh, Wrestling days um, You know You need You need to be flashy You know Because again You're presenting The product to Generally new viewers Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean With that said, spot fest Aside It was a good opener It served its purpose It got the crowd Into it um, I mean, even my son was into it, and you know, he's, hes not like he's a fan, fan, but like I'm watching it on the couch, and you know, he, you know, I'm teaching him little Who's by little. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before he'll, he'll become a super fan, like yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah,
1: man. Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, it was—it was like you said, it was a very entertaining match yes, overall. Absolutely. So I can't really complain.
1: Now, was the second match the 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 women's yes, match? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a women's match. Um, I believe. Her name, I, I, I gotta get this right. I think it was Kylie, Kylie Ray, Ray, Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah.
0: yeah, Britt Baker's Adam Cole's girl, you know that, right? Oh, is she? Yeah,
1: oh. yeah, she's with Adam. Cole. Oh, okay, okay, and Nyla Rose,
0: yeah, Nyla Rose, and then the surprise yes.
1: of. Fucking
0: awesome, Kong. How Yo, that was so out of the blue. I did not
1: anticipate that at no, all. No, it was a good surprise. I I wasn't really anticipating. I was waiting for the surprises for this pay-per-view because I just wasn't expecting. Any, I, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. And when I saw her, I was like, right. damn, man, she still gets a pop. Like, she's still – people still love her and remember her and, like, appreciate her back in the day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you know what else too? I don't know if you watch Glow on Netflix, but she's also a character on is she Glow.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, she oh, is. Get out of here. Okay. Okay. So that's that's why she's still she's still uh, a little a little relevant. Uh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, but I thought the ma- I thought that match was entertaining too. Um, Kylie Ray. It's funny because Cody took a shot at Bailey a few days before the pay per view. And it's funny because Kylie Ray is essentially a carbon copy of Bailey. I mean, I don't know whose gimmick came out first, but it's essentially a carbon copy of the Bailey gimmick. But I will say that Kylie Ray, from what I've, I'm not too familiar with her work, but from what I've seen in that match, she's a, she's a good worker, man. She's a damn good
1: worker. Yeah, I agree. I I wrote a note here saying that she reminds me of a more athletic Bailey. Right. Um. And I was, and you know what's what's interesting, Lewis, is I was ten times more entertained by the carbon copy of Ray versus what we really see from Bailey on a week to week basis. You know what I'm saying? Like I was it's it's yeah. damn near the same gimmick, but Ray just there was something about her that the audience really loved and her in ring is damn good, like you said. So I almost like her better. It's crazy. I was at I was like, I like you. I know, right? Off of oh, one appearance, I'm like, uh, she's kind of winning me
0: over. The only thing that Bailey has over her at, at the moment is her is her beauty. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but right now I'm going with Kylie Ray, yeah, man. I'm
1: going with Kylie Ray. Absolutely. Yeah. She, yeah, she was solid.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, awesome Kong and Nyla Rose. That was a, a good stand up. They all got their spots in and. uh it was, a, it was a pretty good match overall. Yeah. Um now the tag team match on Helico and Jack Evans against the best yeah. friends. This was again an insanely athletic match, but there was very little to no psychology. So again, it was just it was mainly just a spot fest. But I love on helico and Jack Evans, man. They those two fuckers can go. Like on helico used to be the highlight reel in Lucha Underground.
1: Yeah, I, I once again I didn't know any of these guys. I think I, I, I think I've know. Um, uh, I think I've heard of the best friends tag team, um, but other than well, let me let me let me ask you a
0: question. You remember Trent Beretta? He was in WWE for a yes, while. I do,
1: like back in. The- okay, yes, yeah. I do. yes, I do. So when I when, they, when when they announced them, I was like Trent Beretta. Wait a second. No, I know this guy. Like he, I, 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 knew, I knew vaguely because I couldn't remember where I remember it from. But it all started to come back to me. And you're right, there was really no psychology. But dude, the the action and the high, the high spots were unbelievable. Like, really well done, really crisp moves. I mean, kept you on the edge of the seat. And honestly, you didn't know who... What I loved about these matches, Lewis, is that you really didn't know who could win these. Like, they kind of... They did a really good job, even if it was very little psychology in some of these matches. They did a really good job of masking who was going to go over. Like, it it was very good, because they they gave either the team, both teams, really good times to shine. Or if it was an individual match... They gave each individual really good timing to shine, and you really didn't know or could predict who was going to take it. And I appreciated that big time.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that as well. Um, it's it's the kind of matches that um, you see w- when they would work in uh, ROH or New Japan. Um, and, yeah, and like you see, like those kinds of like hundred miles per minute type tagged matches, which are very exciting to watch, right. um, This it's different from the uh, the WWE style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, overall, it, just an extremely entertaining Absolutely. match. Now the the following match, that women's match, I'll be honest with you, I'm not familiar with any of those female wrestlers in that match. I'm not familiar with a damn one. But it was it, it the crowd was really into yeah.
1: it. Holy shit! Now I believe is that the aja khan kong and uh yuka yeah i once again no clue who they were um i heard of aja kong though aja kong i have heard of um but everyone else yeah not didn't had no clue but dude they worked their asses off man like (laughs) <laughs> they, did. They, did. they were doing they were doing shit that was like oh my god they're gonna kill each other like they're they're <laughs> like it was just really fun that was another match that I didn't ha- I didn't have any expectations for but man they were just really fun high energy nonstop like some of the stiff chops they were doing to each other you know it was really it was yeah. really cool man I I enjoyed it once again another match I enjoyed it was. And I wasn't really even expecting anything from it. I hated the ending, though. Super anticlimactic. Yeah. Like the ending just came out of nowhere. Well, you know why? I don't know if they, I don't know if it was the ref that botched the count, or if it was they were too quick with the bell. Um, there was just bad communication. That was that was something that stood out. I was like, dude, you can't do that on national, you know, pay per view national stage, man. You have to be uh, you, yeah. you as as the ring as the bell. If you're running the bell and you're you're the timekeeper, you need to be a full communication with the ref. And you know the if you know the match and who's supposed to go over, you know the ref is only going to do a two count. Why are you ringing the bell? Then the theme music hit, and then I'm like, oh my god! And then the <laughs> yeah. ref is still holding yeah, up. On- and I, th- I thought it was just.
0: I thought it was just me being a little tipsy. And I'm like, yo, didn't I just hear some music?
1: (laughs) No, no, man. The ref. I'm like, I can't be that tough. The ref is there holding up like her hand at two the entire time, like saying, no, you idiot. I said two, (laughs) two. So that, that was, that messed up the ending for the match. That messed it up.
0: Yeah, that I didn't know what happened there. Like that was, uh, that was definitely a you fucked yeah, up, moment for yeah, sure.
1: yeah. And they let him have it. The, the crowd let him have it too. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, was the, the 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 title belt presentation next, no, no, or it was, was that no, it was after, it was after Cody and, and, Dustin. and Dustin? Okay, I'm gonna say this: Cody and Dustin was awesome. Absolutely. What a fucking match. I mean, I I Dustin kind of he kind of took it a little bit too far with the blood. Uh I think he bladed a little too hard. He bladed Big time, um, yeah. It, right, right. He was just essentially a Crimson Mask the whole yeah. match, but my god, the, the psychology. And this was a nice change of pace for the night because the whole night was really about uh entertaining high spots and stuff. And this was actually a more psychological storyline based brother versus brother. And I loved it. Just a great match. Man. Uh,
1: I couldn't agree with you more, Lewis. I loved it. Great emotion. Uh, they worked well together. I love seeing blood without the camera zooming all the way out, like a WWE show. Like, give me a <laughs> break. A, right. But you're right. He you bladed a little bit too much. It <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a, it looked like a New Jack match in that in that ring. So, it, oh my God, New Jack! I haven't dude, heard that name in it years. It reminded me of a New Jack match. I was like, Yo, this is classic ECW right here. Um, but right. I do once again, great psychology, great emotion, great spots. Um, man, they really worked well together, and I loved Lewis. Absolutely loved. And I think you, I think you brought this up when we talked, when we texted a, a while ago. Um, I, I believe, and I, I guess we're all assuming that was a dig at Triple H, right?
0: Oh, the entrance! Yes, yes, yes. So that—that's, of course, that was definitely. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna use this moment to just shit on Triple H, because that's essentially what it was. The throne was obviously like—I mean, unless you've been living under a rock. The last fifteen years, you know that that kind of throne is associated with Triple H and his grand entrances, and the fact that Brandy hands him the the sledgehammer, right. just man, the, the crowd went nuts for went that. Went Nuts,
1: and I loved it. I loved it. I love the shots already. Uh, <laughs> they're not even on television yet, full time, and there's already shots. I love it. I love it already. Um, yeah, it, it, I appreciated it. It's edgy. Um, and it's, it's representation of that. We're not a company that one man sits on the throne. And I like that. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a good it way was, to look at yeah, it. It's very they just have to get
0: out of, I don't want them to fall into that trap where they're focused too much on WWE and what they're doing. Cause I want them to be their own yes. brand, but, but I get it. They, they
1: were doing it just to make a, an arrival. Oh yeah. Statement. Oh yeah. And I, I appreciated it. It was good.
0: Yeah, that post match promo was was really emotional too. Very well yep. done.
1: Yep. Very well done.
0: Yeah, Dusty Dusty was looking down at both of those boys uh from heaven. Yeah, for man. Sure. I
1: mean it, it, and you know what I loved, man, is that the emotion of losing their father is still there. Like it's not it's not put on, it's not storyline, it's it's pure raw emotion, which what makes that storyline between him and Dustin even more even more compelling, you know? Good Lord Almighty! I think this
0: summer makes—I want to say it's four years since Dusty passed. Because Dusty and Roddy Piper passed the same Damn, year. That's crazy. That's crazy. That same that same summer. So it was either 2015 or 2016. But yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a few years now. Wow. wow. Yeah. He's missed. Dusty is yeah, missed. I know. Yeah, for sure, yep. man. I, like it's it's uh, it kind of leaves a lump in your throat when you watch old it footage. Does. It does. Um, your boy, your boy, Hall of Famer, your your fave of all time makes a fucking appearance presenting the AEW World Title. You, I, you, I know for a fact that you didn't call that in a million years. No
1: clue uh, that that. <laughs> I had a lot of questions when I saw that. Um, like he just a couple of things, Lewis. I got I got to go for ten. He got he just got. Inducted into the Hall of Fame at the WWE Hall of Fame. Right uh, now, he makes an appearance on the 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 rival soon to be big time rival show to introduce their new title. Like I, I was just I was confused. So I I, I loved seeing Brett, uh, but I got to tell you, man, Brett looks horrible. Uh, yeah, he, can, he looks like he shit, can man. barely get into the ring. He couldn't really hold up the title belt, like. It was brutal watching him. He botched some uh, a, a line, and and it, he just dude. He <laughs> yeah. looked he looked like he looked like death. That's how bad it was. He looked,
0: dude. He didn't even. Uh, you, if you notice this was like a, a laughable thing on, on the internet. But he didn't even uh, – he barely faced the hard camera when he was holding up the belt. Barely. That's why the viewers couldn't really see – the viewers at home couldn't really get a good
1: uh, look at the belt no, too much. No, man. Because he wasn't facing
0: the hard camera.
1: No, man. And I'm like, what are you doing, Brett? Like, Jesus Christ. How many, How many times have you gone into a ring and held up a title? You know where to hold up the title. You know what camera <laughs> angles are on you. My God, man. He just it was great to see him. But Lewis, I'm at the point where I'm on the Undertaker, like just like him. I, I just don't need to see Brett anymore. I just don't need to see him. I'm good. I'm good. Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh he he's looking more and more like his days are yeah. <laughs> like kinda like kinda like look, God forgive me. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to cast a bad omen on him, but you could just tell when, even Ric Flair, man, like these guys' days are numbered. Yeah, like, it really, they really are. They're fucking old, They're man.
1: Old. They can't move, dude. Brett, if if Brett ain't putting somebody in a sharpshooter, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And look, I don't mean to concern you, but he actually fell off the stage
0: heading, uh, uh, heading towards the back. No, he, no, he didn't, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, he had to. Um, he had to go to the hospital, um, but he's okay. Wait, no, but was, I'm just saying, like on, he, he fell off the stage. Of him.
1: He fell off the stage.
0: Now I don't what? know how high, I don't know to what extent, but yeah, th- there were reports that he had to go to the hospital.
1: What the, was he? Because I I remember seeing him going back up the ramp, and he was giving high fives, and you know. To all the fans, did he miss a step and just like fall off? I think,
0: I think that's what it is. I think he missed a step in and
1: probably tripped and busted his ass. Jeez and um, Christ, Brett, he yeah, this this guy just can't. He can't catch a he break. Can't catch a break, bro. I mean, he gets a. I mean, no pun intended. He can catch a break. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can't. He gets beat up at the at the Hall of Fame by some random dude, and and I mean, and now oh, yeah. he's falling off stages. Your boy, and, and you gotta remember, your boy had a stroke, so maybe his balance is off, and he's just, you know, he's not the same physically. So
0: I know, and he beat cancer he beat not too cancer. long ago. So, I mean,
1: God, God bless
0: bread, man. He, it's just, you know, yeah, he's just not looking no, he's good. Not, he's not, he's
1: really not, looking no, good. man. But I must say, Lewis, I must say, the belt is, is stunning. It's beautiful. It, it's got, I liked it. I, I it's got, like, it looks, it looks big and clunky in a way, but I, I I like the design. It really looks like a championship belt. It almost reminds me of like the boxing championship belts mixed with like a wrestling belt. Like it it has that. It almost has like a more of a serious sports belt feel than those clown yeah. those clown WWE belts. So I don't know. I I I, I like the belt a lot. I think
0: the belt looks a lot like what a pro wrestling belt should look yeah. like. Um, I, I just don't like the AEW logo in the middle. Um, I think they need to re- re- refine that, uh, design, but maybe that's just me nitpicking, but the belt itself looks great. I, I think it looks great. It's very reminiscent of, um, like the new Japan world title okay. belt, or even, the you know, the classic WCW world championship belt. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like what a pro wrestling belt looks like. It's like you said, the, the, the ones that WWE puts out, they all look the yeah. same. And with the WWE insignia in the in the middle, it just, they all, the belts yeah. suck. There's no originality. But this one actually looks like a legit
1: world heavyweight championship. Yeah. It looks like wrestling. something you want to compete for. Right,
0: right, yeah. right. It looks like something you actually want to compete yeah.
1: for. Yeah.
0: Um, Was the next match the Young Bucks? In the Lucha Bros, um,
1: yeah, young bucks and young bucks and Lucha Bros. But I got to tell you something. Before that happened, we had um, we had Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Ah, uh, yes, MGS. Cut, I mean, MJF. Cut one of the best promos I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't know about you, Lewis. Wow, that's saying a lot. It was a solid. Lewis, promo. I don't know what you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I. I, I got to tell you this. The kid is fantastic on the mic. You need, can. He can get so much hint that that um it, it it's almost like you you almost want to cheer him because
0: yeah, because, right. because
1: you're enjoying what he's saying so much that it man I loved it I think he's a natural on the mic um I think he's a natural on the mic I think he's uh, and I just never seen him wrestle I don't, I don't see he's another guy I've never seen in the ring before so um I just don't know about what his in-ring looks like but he could definitely cut a promo and he could definitely get heat so he's good for something
0: yeah I'm not I'm not that familiar with him okay. and that was honestly my first time watching him on the mic and he's he's really yeah. good on the mic um of course I, I'm I'm very familiar with Hangman Page, you know, Bullet Club, yes. the Elite, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's with the Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Cody Posse. Uh
1: he
0: he's probably gonna end up being the first world champion, you know, unless they pull a swerve and have Jericho win the belt. Um but uh yeah, that, that was that I liked the segment overall. Yeah. I thought the segment was Yeah, good. I
1: enjoyed the segment.
0: Um, let's see. The Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, tag team match of the year so far.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my – first of all, oh, man, I've been watching the Young Bucks a lot over the last four years or so, more or less, and they are fucking good, like so good. Um, at one point, they were criticized for being too spotty, and relying too much on high spots in their tag matches. And then, like, about a year and a half ago, they started switching it up and making their matches more psychology-based. They are the best tag team in the world. Um, right up there with the Usos. Yes. Like I, I think the Young Bucks and the Usos is a legit dream match. Like, for Lewis, sure. Lewis, I was just Damn. about to
1: Dude, that was in my notes. <laughs> that was in my notes. Usos and Young Bucks. Tag team. That could end a pay-per-view. That, that's how good that match
0: would be. Well, my only disappointment was the placement of this match because I thought this match was supposed to be the main event. The Young Bucks said that they are, one of their goals for AEW was to make tag team wrestling, put tag team wrestling on the same pedestal as the world title. Yeah. So, like, don't be surprised if we see more pay-per-views in the future be main evented by tag team matches for the tag team titles. And what I liked about this match was that it was for the fucking AAA tag titles. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If you don't know yeah. anything about AAA, it's a Mexican promotion, <laughs> so they have a working relationship with Triple AAA. So that just that just adds more prestige to inter, the, the international spotlight. Okay. And Pentagon and, and Ray Phoenix are just tremendous. tremendous. Like, oh my god, yeah. this match was so fucking awesome. My god,
1: it was. It was fantastic. Some of the shit that I was seeing. Listen.
0: I have seen my fair share of amazing tag matches over the years, uh, especially in in promotions like New Japan. But Jesus Christ, the spots! Some of the spots that I saw, oh my God! Like the Canadian pile driver onto the apron, followed by oh another Canadian pile driver in the ring. Yeah, I had to. Oh my God! I almost spilled my drink on that one. <laughs> um, then there was the other one where. He caught Phoenix with a brain buster onto the turnbuckle. Yeah, buckle.
1: yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I want to go back and watch this match again. <laughs> yeah, the match was stunning, man. I mean, everything you... I'm oh, telling you, God.
0: it's a candidate for match of the year.
1: As far as tag
0: team matches, it's definitely the best tag team match of 2019, in my opinion. But it's, like, legit a candidate
1: for match of the year, in my opinion. I agree, man. I, I Listen, I it's been a while since I've seen the Young Bucks once again on television. I have watched them. Before, but I I haven't yeah. seen them in a while, um. And dude, they're and everything they everything people say about them, they are the best tag team in the world. I I give them and Usos a close number two, like uh yeah. one in one and one like one A and one B sort of thing, right? Like they yeah. they are yeah. both best tag teams I've ever seen in a while in years, um. But yeah, this match. From spots to psychology to stiff hits to to just everything. It just all worked well. Like they had that super kick sequence, which was fantastic. fantastic. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Dude, the young oh my god. I it's been so long since I seen the Young Bucks. It, you know what it was what was Lewis? It was really cool to see some of these guys that I watched years ago when I was actually watching other promotions. And see them again, and now get reminded that man in a few months I'm gonna be able to see these guys on TNT again. Like you get, I'm saying, like it, they're yeah. they're gonna be on television. Um, and I now it, 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 this pay per view got me really excited for the future of wrestling, and to and I want to see what they do to really light a fire under wwe's ass like because it's going to happen and you can see it in the wwe programming programming which we'll get to later but uh you see the counter that they're trying to do and we'll talk about that when when you when we get there but uh yeah this match right. this match was this match was <laughs> it was fantastic it was fantastic
0: yeah it was it was stellar yeah. um yeah, like if if you're not watching New Japan on a regular basis, like that's that's sort of uh, that's sort of like a preview of what you would get, or sort of like a, a taste, really, of what you would get in if you watch New Japan, like the hard hitting, yeah. really just amazing athleticism, like all around. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, just a stellar match, stellar five star match, absolutely, for sure, absolutely. Um. Then you got the main event, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, um, number one contender. This was a good match. Again, a nice change of pace. It was a solid main event. Yes, I get it. Chris Jericho is almost 50 years old. He can't move like Lionheart Chris Jericho of of two decades ago, you know, obviously. But you got to put Jericho in like your top 10 at this point of all time, just for the simple fact that he is always able to reinvent himself and make himself fresh, fresher than the previous time you saw him. Um, and and he's, he sold like a motherfucker for Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega sold great for him. Kenny Omega is arguably one of the top five wrestlers in the world. Um, they just, and, and they've had a match already at wrestle kingdom, uh, not not this past wrestle kingdom but in 2018 mm-hmm. which is wrestle kingdom 12. and that was a great match in its own right but this was sort of like the rematch and i mean it, it was it was good uh jericho made kenny omega look like a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was just—I was very surprised by the fact that Jericho pinned him clean.
1: Yeah, that was, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. Um, and I—I I know very little about Omega. I've never seen Omega wrestle, in, until Wrestle Kingdom, I did watch that match. Um, with Okada, yeah, yeah, yeah masterpiece. Yes, yes, I did watch that. Um, uh, and I was impressed. I—I I, like the guy a lot. I mean, I think. – Put it this way. I think where he is right now is where he's supposed to be. I think if he came to WWE, um, they they would make him a star for a little bit, but they wouldn't utilize everything he could do. Sort of like what they did with Dean Ambrose. Like they had a mega they yeah. had a mega star in that guy, that they kept so bottled in that he got frustrated and left, and and you never really got to see everything he could really do. And I think what you're getting with AEW Kenny Omega is exactly what you need to see. It's going to give him... It This is going to make him a household name. This, is, what, this oh, yeah. is what's going to make him a household name. If you brought him to WWE, he might have been hot for six or seven months, maybe held the US title, but that's pretty much the extent of where he probably would have gone. Um, and I'm glad he's not there. But the dude can, the dude can go. And I and and did listen, Jericho looks like uh, he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. He looks like shit. <laughs> he looks like complete yeah. trash. But but Lewis, the guy can still sell. He reinvents himself every time. He can still move in certain spots. Like he he can still go. Is he in my top ten? I think he. Barely makes my top ten, only because I have a really steep top ten. But I, I would definitely put him in. Right, right. I definitely put him in. But um, oh yeah. no, yeah, I,
0: I'm kind of exaggerating somewhat. But he's got to be like in in your top fifteen to twenty. Oh yeah, absolutely, for sure.
1: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, man, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Great, great work. Yeah,
0: yeah. Once you once you see Kenny Omega and what he can really do with. Like, just imagine when he's working with somebody like Pentagon. And, yes, did you see All all Out? I mean, All Out, uh, All In last year? No, I did not. Yeah, because Kenny Omega put on a great match with uh, Pentagon uh, as well. So, like, when he's working with guys like that, they just create magic. Like, he's just that damn good. And uh, I never wanted him to come to WWE. Never wanted to see him in NXT because I just kept on saying for years, they will fucking ruin yeah. him. Like let him just be great in New Japan. Uh let him be great elsewhere. Just I don't he turned down WWE's
1: money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he uh, down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to he wanted to he wanted to carve out his own legacy. And I don't blame him.
1: Yep. Yep. Because listen, WWE's great for a lot of things, right? You know, the money, uh, the jet setting the world and all that stuff. But honestly, man, if you want to create your own legacy. And do things slightly on your terms, it's not the place to be. So because it's a machine. It's a huge machine. And it's 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 like pumping out guys and spinning them out and then getting rid of them. Pumping out guys, spinning them out, getting rid of them. And Omega would just he would just have been a casualty man. And it's I'm glad he didn't do it. I'm glad he didn't do it. Yeah,
0: for real. Now the the surprise run in of John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I, I was surprised. I was not expecting him to debut in AEW so soon. Really? I thought they were gonna save that for uh, later on. Like a lot of people, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't
1: expecting it. Yeah, a lot of people said that they were gonna say he. People thought they were gonna save it for the debut on TNT. Like one of those. Right. Debut.
0: That's that's what I thought. That's what I thought they were gonna do. Um, but yeah, it was a hell of a quick turnaround because he literally just left WWE a month ago. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so we got the hell was out a of Very there, yeah. quick turnaround. It reminded me a
0: lot of when Lex Luger showed up on uh, Nitro on the premiere episode of Nitro. Oh yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, you can tell that he is so much more. He just seems more happier I mean obviously he's not smiling as he's coming out to the ring And attacking the ref and all that shit But you, it, there's a different aura to him now You know and Like he's he's just uh, He was just too inhibited in WWE yeah. Yeah. You know They wanted him to be This loony wacko But you can only take that so far in a PG environment It was It's not It's not very conducive to Good character development for somebody like that and he's also working uh, the New Japan uh, pay per view next month. Not even next month. Uh, next week, uh, Dominion. Um, he's facing Juice Robinson for the the IWGP US title. Um, and then he, you know, he he's shit, man. This is this is it for for John, John Moxley. This is where his career
1: is finally gonna take off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. He looks, he looks different. He's moving different. Um, and that's what he needed. He needed to be free creatively to be the character and the person he knows he can portray on screen and in the ring uh, uninhibited and uh, nothing but good things for this guy, man. It, I love what he did with, uh, with, with uh, Omega at the end of the show uh, gave him the the, yeah. the, the, the double arm DDT and and stood on top of the poker chips as if he was like, "Yes, I am here and welcome." Like this is this, I am home, sort of thing. Um, and I'm happy, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait for him to start doing big things.
0: Yeah, I can't wait either. Um, did you see that he was on uh, Talk Is Jericho the podcast? No, I did not. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading that online. Um, I got to listen to the actual podcast, but I was just reading some of the transcriptions online. Uh, and I thought I should mention this before we get on to, uh, before we move on to the next segment. He, he discussed the creative disputes that he was having. And I think the final straw for him was, he had mentioned that there was... Um, Sort of a disagreement over what to say in his first heel promo since turning heel. Um, he was supposed to mention something about Roman Reigns' cancer, and he just wasn't on board with it. And Vince was like, Well, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, that's fine, but it would it would be it would be pretty effective. His whole stance was, dude, I'm not crossing the line like that. First of all, you guys, if I were to say this on TV. Um, either somebody's going to get fired or I'm going to take the heat, and you would probably lose sponsors such as the Susan G. Uh, Coleman, uh Right. What what is
1: it? Yeah. Susan G. Coleman
0: uh, Yeah. That, yeah. The Susan G. Coleman, uh organization as a sponsor. Um, yeah, and he was just explaining that that sort of thing. Uh, I was just reading about it. I, I want to actually listen to. The podcast episode, but oh, wow. it's interesting, interesting with him giving giving him that, that kind of insight. Yeah, it was almost as if he at that point he was just like, you know what, I've had it. Like I'm 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 not renewing my contract. I'm
1: done. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because that sounds pretty interesting, man. Um I you know, you could tell there was a lot of things that he was upset with or that he wasn't happy with. Um and it came out in his work. You know, like you saw it. Like you it, it it came out as him wanting to you 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 felt he wanted to do more, but just wasn't allowed to like he was being held back um, and hopefully now he doesn't have to deal with that man um, but lewis i had I had a couple of notes, man, a couple of notes here uh, yeah, real quick uh, Justin Roberts is the man he sounds great. You had to put that in there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. That's Justin Roberts. I forgot Justin he signed the um,
1: Yeah, Commentary team, not impressed. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, JR does not sound the same. And, of course, he's not going to really sound the same. But he also sounded <laughs> like he had no idea what he was talking about, which was scary to me. Because I was like, dude, you got to know the product. And it sounded like some of these – they didn't even know dates for sure they were they they were they stumbled on dates they stumbled on just little things that wwe it's so clean you don't even sometimes you don't even really notice when they mess up and that's right. that's because it's conditioned us to know that that's the standard so when you see a product where it's new and these guys are pretty much working together you know on tv probably for the first time in a while or first time period that chemistry isn't there yet and that was very evident, at least to me. At least to me.
0: Uh, no, you brought up a good point because when the cameras showed the announcers, Jr. looked like a deer in headlights.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, he didn't look right. Like he didn't look like he knew what he was talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, which was which was which was odd to me, and I don't know if that's something AEW should really think about. I mean, they got time before they really go on TV and for, for TNT, so they got time.
0: So yeah, those are things that you have to do as a company. You just you have to look back at footage and see what you can improve upon. So they
1: still have some time. They got time. They got time. They definitely have time. Um, And now, Louis, is it it just me, but did the show remind you of a TNA in its prime in a way, like a? like a step up from a TNA when it came to the in-ring product? Because for me, that's all I kept thinking about. It's like I said, I was thinking, man, this is like a, a more focused TNA. Um, I didn't really get TNA vibes
0: per se. Um, I, I felt, you know what I felt like? it kind of felt like an indie promotion with a huge budget. Mm. Yeah, because the production, you know, from a production and presentation standpoint, you could tell these they got money. Like they they have money. Like you can you can it's clearly evident with the the pyro and um uh, the the entrance ramp and that, that whole setup and Camera angles—it's not. I, I didn't feel like I was watching an amateur wrestling show at a bingo hall, you know. Right. Um, I felt like I was watching like a legit, big budget alternative to WWE. So I didn't necessarily get TNA vibes. Not really.
1: Yeah, I. You know. It, and speaking of production, I thought the production was pretty, pretty well done. Um, it, it was. There were some parts where. Some camera shots were a little odd. But yeah, I was going
0: to say that. Yeah, some of the camera work was a little eh.
1: little odd. Um, but other than that, um, you could tell. Yeah, you could tell. You bring up a good point. It, almost, it felt like an indie show with a great budget. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that's a great way to say it. Like, it felt like an indie show that had a really good budget. And production wasn't horrible at all i i had to give it to them it it was it was pretty solid as far as production is concerned um pyro the stage like you mentioned uh the swooping camera and the swooping camera movements that they had that wwe does sometimes like it yeah. it really looked it really looked okay it looked good um to me it looked good so there was just a couple angles here and there with the camera that was like uh eh. Okay, that, that that must have been someone messing up or maybe they cut too quick to an angle that wasn't ready, like stuff something like that. But yeah. Um other than that, yeah, yeah, man, it was, it was not bad. Yeah, no, not bad at all. Um
0: yeah, overall, uh I double or nothing was it was a very solid pay-per-view and I thought it was a huge success. So absolutely, uh, color color me color me interested and color me invented. I mean yeah. that's invented interested. Color me interested.
1: Yep. Color me invested.
0: Colored? That's what I meant. Invested.
1: Color me a, yes, yes, okay, okay.
0: I promise I haven't been drinking. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, I I guess we can go right into segment number two. Um, so let's shift gears a bit and discuss uh, the current WWE product on on a on a scale of one to ten. Kyoto. How often are you watching WWE these days? And when I say these days, I mean post WrestleMania. So for the past, uh, I don't know, seven, to eight
1: weeks? Scale to one to 10, 10 yeah. being I'm watching it a lot. Yeah. I'm at, a, I would say, I would say I'm at like a good seven. Now,
0: is this including NXT?
1: No, this is not including NXT. No, this is not okay. including NXT. This is just strictly Raw and 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 SmackDown, where because okay, I've been watching NXT, uh, so yeah, yeah. See, I've been I be missing NXT, and now I'm finding myself handing having to catch up before Takeover, uh, right. <laughs> because <laughs> I want to know what the hell is going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 at a good seven, and when I say seven, I'm. I'm I'm watching the re I'm watching my dvr versions of the show and kind of just scrolling through stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm giving myself a high note. Uh, but on like a regular Monday, Tuesday, it's not, it's not something I'm, I'm immediately watching. No.
0: Yeah, no, my, my, on a scale of one to 10, it's lower for me. It's actually probably a five teetering on a six. Um, uh, you know, I, it's kind of like what you, what you said. I skim through the highlights. I read PW Torch results of what's happening. Nine times out of 10, there's nothing special happening or something ridiculous that, you know, I, I just say to myself, well, I'm glad I'm, I didn't waste my time on that. And yeah. it's so sad because <laughs> Monday nights are no longer raw oriented for me. Whereas, like, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, shit, it's Monday night. I- I'm watching Raw. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. It's not it's not like that anymore. Now it's just like I'm going to watch something else or do something else, and then I'll read up on the results and catch the highlights in the morning or right before I go to bed. And the same thing with SmackDown. Is SmackDown, I, I, I generally like a little more than Raw because it's shorter and – um the storyline is the storyline's a little more straightforward. But it's the same thing. I'm just really just catching the highlights. There's right. nothing that really jumps out to me to say, Oh fuck, I really gotta catch this. Although I do like the I don't know why, but I, I do like the Brock box gimmick or whatever they're Yo. calling it. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Like that's the most that's the most personality I've seen Brock Lesnar have in, in ages.
1: In ages, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I didn't think I would like it. It's ridiculous, but it's actually pretty funny. It's funny. It's funny as hell. And seeing him do it, it's it's hilarious. It's it's really good.
0: Yeah, I'm like, who who would have who would have thought that they would they could reinvent Brock Lesnar by yeah. having him win Money in the Bank?
1: Yeah, yeah. So what they're doing with him right now is really good. I appreciate the Brock the Brock box, which is good. Um. I, I have to say, man, I well I have to jump Lewis, I have to jump back to AEW for one second. Right. There were seven matches on the card. That's no seven matches, yeah. Seven well that that's not including the battle royal uh there were nine there were nine. Nine matches in total,
0: right? Oh, wow, it is I, I feel like there were only like six.
1: No, there were nine matches, and that's including the Battle royal and they had another pre show match uh,
0: uh, okay. as well
1: um and the show ran about three hours three 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 and a half hours i think it was, i think four tops um and you see that the matches moved and um There was pretty much very little backstage anything or promos or anything. They transitioned right in next match. I loved it. It moved the show so well. I had to bring that up before we really got to WWE. But um yeah, I thought that moved very well. And that was another thing that I liked about it.
0: Yeah, I love that too. Um the only thing that does suck about it is that you don't get a chance to breathe. But I like the fact that there was no fluff. You know, right. you didn't see all of these excessive advertisements and meaningless commercials and backstage segments and oh, these stupid promo. Uh, you know, they just – you got pro wrestling. Yeah. You know? Yep. Without all the fluff. And that's essentially what TakeOver is like. That's why TakeOver is always better than the actual main roster pay-per-views because it just moves at a very brisk pace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know why they can't do that to the main roster. I just, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> because it's a publicly traded company. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to sure. appease your investors, your stockholders. And you got to placate to the mainstream crowd, the general audience. It's all about the cash, the case. Yeah. The cash. Yeah, it's Man. true. Uh, it, which is which is exactly why the WWE product is is in the is, is really in the toilet right now. Not from a financial standpoint, but from a creative standpoint, it's it's not good. I mean, no. when you have to, oh god, when you have to go back nearly twenty years and oh man, bring up a, create a new championship. Based on an act <laughs> that was done almost twenty years ago, and it worked in that time frame. When you got to do that, you're in trouble. Yeah. First of all, oh, they could to come up with a better name for the title. It's just sure. called the twenty four seven title. That's that's one. Yeah. Two, the belt is ugly as shit. Horrible. Horrible, Louis.
1: Yeah. Horrible
0: it. Title. it, it I, oh. Horrible title. I, I, it, yeah, it, look, know it looks like a, a boxing WBO championship wannabe title.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. And I don't know if they were going for the look of a cleaner, hardcore title. Like the hardcore title was hideous, but it served its purpose as being a hardcore title. Versus Now, I, I don't know if they were trying to mirror that with a cleaner version because of what WWE is today, which is more mainstream and clean. So I don't know if that was supposed to represent that, but yeah, the title is horrible, horrible, horrible. And I hate the name. I hate the name. Hate it.
0: I just don't know what to say about this 24-7 title. When Mick Foley unveiled this championship, it did not go over well with the crowd at all. No, it didn't. <laughs> they completely shat on the whole thing. And I'm like, poor Mick Foley, man. He deserves so much better than this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think he was convinced uh, about the quote-unquote prestige of this title. And they had to just throw in that, oh, yeah, legends can compete for this title, too.
1: Right. Like, come on man. Like <laughs> they basically called Mick up. They they begged they took Mick off of his off of his couch, begged him to to, to to promote this pointless title, give him a cup give him a nice paycheck to do it, and basically he did it. And that was it. Like it it it, it is a it is the hardcore title Reincarnate badly. That that's how that's what it is. And uh it's I hate the look, man. Like I said before, I hate the look. And what this is doing is it's trying to get all the guys who are not on TV some TV time. Yeah. And if that is the best way as a... If you have a a staff of writers and that's the best you can come up with to get EC3 on TV or, or, or Matt Hardy on TV or... Or Apollo Crews on TV. If that's the best you can do, that's pretty sad, man. That that's the only thing you can think of is creating a title that will disappear in a couple in a few months. That title will be gone. Like it's just gonna it's gonna be gone in a few months. And that's the best you can do to write them on TV.
0: Yeah, I it's give it come a long. T- uh, yeah, I give it until next WrestleMania. By, by WrestleMania thirty six, that title will be defunct.
1: Yeah, like come on. I mean, you have a you have a staff of writers. Write these guys in some some compelling storylines, man. Vince Vince thinks that this is going to grab people's attention. It's gonna it's gonna make people want to watch because it's funny and it's it's unpredictable and they'll love it. But no, no. No,
0: people don't care for it Because people want to see their care. wrestlers Yes Vince They are still wrestlers We get it They are sports entertainers But at the end of the day They are pro wrestlers People want to see these wrestlers compete For an actual championship that matters Right. Um, we don't want to see them Have matches in a bathroom stall You yeah. know what I'm saying Or like in a parking lot, I, I, it's just dude it worked in 2000 with Crash Holly
1: Right.
0: because it was the Attitude Era it, it just worked that time it was the timing was perfect for that kind of stuff in 2019 dude I mean no no, <laughs> just, no. this is like this is like the worst piece of shit that WWE has done in, in a long time and that's saying a lot
1: yeah that's saying a lot <laughs> That's saying a lot, man. And I, I you know, it's sad because I feel I feel you know, it's sad because uh, listen, I think if pushed right and given the right material, EC three could be really good. Of course. Right? But it's it, it sucks that you have these guys come into TV every week and they're not doing anything they're like they're like they're back there in catering just eating their asses off like that's it yep like like what are you doing with these guys man like write them something compelling or something interesting something do something man like it's 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 sad that they have to resort to to bringing back a title bringing in a title that is a joke of a title like like, Sami Zayn, when the title was first introduced, Sami Zayn walks right by... I forget who was the champ. I think it might have been R-Truth then, at that point. Or, no, it was Robert Roode who was the champ. And why do you think Zayn didn't try to pin Robert Rude? Because Zayn thinks it's a, it's a joke of a title. And he's, above <laughs> yeah. it, and, he's, and he's above that. So why go after a title that means nothing? Like, what... So it all, it, that scene, which was on TV, shows you that who who really cares about this title are the mid Carters, the mid to low card guys, like the beat like the B team. That's who cares about this title, and it just shows you it's a joke. It's a joke. This should be called the Jobbers Title. The Jobbers Title. Yep.
0: Well, I guess Elias is a jobber now because he's the champ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, Jesus, and that—that's another thing. Elias is the champ. So, w- w- what do we say now? Like, what? <laughs> or what is? What are they saying about Elias? Like, I—that I, he's I, a
0: comedy act. That's exactly what they—they they haven't really done much with Elias anyway, uh, apart from comedy sketches. So, yeah, that—that's—that's that's the value that Vince has. Uh. For, for Elias He just He only I think he only values him As a comedy act At this point Wow Wow What Vince thinks is funny Is Not Universally funny To Everybody watching The WWE product But yeah. he thinks it's funny So He goes along with it yeah. I mean This is Man, you want to talk about a guy whose days are numbered. I don't mean like in terms of death, but I think it's only a matter of time before Triple H takes over the reins. Or somebody. Yeah. Man, somebody Vince, Vince's time is done, man. He he just doesn't have it in him anymore. Man. No. He just no. he doesn't know what's what's
1: good. He just doesn't. He doesn't know what's good or what he thinks is good. It's it's disjointed from what everybody else thinks is good. It's just a bad look for Vince because it makes him look like this old white senile, out of touch <laughs> guy. Like it, just makes your it makes the product look like it, they have no idea what's going out or on in the real world. Like, what do your fans want to see? Are they is he not aware that this AEW company is coming for their throats? Like, they, they, like do they not see? that the more talent sees that AEW is allowing their guys to not only be creative but also feel like they have a part of this company that there's not going to be more guys to leave like is he not getting that like I don't
0: he, know he I, apparently isn't um it's like 48 hours removed from double or nothing and we get that kind of episode of Raw. Right. So now, Lewis, that just that just goes to show you, like, I don't think they care at the, right now because there's no TV series uh, right. AEW is putting out. But so they're probably just going to keep putting out the nonsense and the bullshit that they've been putting out.
1: Now, Lewis, do you, do you think anyone from the upper echelon of executives – at the WWE Like a Vince Or an H Or Stephanie Or Kevin Dunn Or any of these guys Any road producers Actually watched AEW's Double or Nothing I'm pretty sure Yeah Do you think Because the thing it? You, you, you kind of watch it? To, You kind of have to see the,
0: You kind of have to watch The competition In order to In order to evaluate Your own product
1: Right yeah, Do you think H watched it
0: yeah, I mean Triple H is a fan of of, of wrestling in general. You know, I, I, I there's a I I mean there's a reason why he's in the position that he's in today. I don't think he just outright ignored AEW. Like I'm pretty sure he he tuned in or I'm sure he saw some of it, if not all of it.
1: Yeah, because I would think. I would think by now is when they want to start watching this stuff, man. Because uh, I, I truly believe, truly, truly believe that th- this could end. This this could not, not end. WWE is just way too big by now. Like if this was like the the early, the late nineties, early two thousands, maybe. But now it would just be really hard to destroy WWE. But, oh no, you couldn't yeah they, they're yeah. Yeah, they, they they're worth too much money yeah they yeah. it's just it just wouldn't happen. but as far as damaging their their creativity by by getting guys who are frustrated in WWE to go over to aew, absolutely um, absolutely that could happen. And I think this will also force their writers at WWE to be a little more edgy, to be a little more out there with some of their material because that's exactly what AEW is doing and fans like me and and you, we wanna see that, we like that stuff. Yeah, and the PG rating for
0: WWE, it presents too many limitations as far as creativity is concerned. Can you be creative uh, for, for any type of PG show? sure you can but when you're talking about simulated violence because that's what pro wrestling is it's simulated fighting simulated violence and you're trying to be confined to a PG type of product it just it's it's just going to create too many limitations AEW is TV 14 so you'll see things that are more realistic in terms of character development you'll see John Moxley smoking a cigarette backstage. You'll see blood in the ring. You'll see some sexual innuendo. I'm not saying that it has to be over the top like the way The Attitude Era was, but you could still make it interesting enough to where you want to tune back in, and and you won't feel like your intelligence is assaulted. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it, yep. it's just mind-boggling. It and is with, it with is. the whole Super Showdown thing too. Like oh. these shows don't even matter. Like, they're hyping them up. Like, all it is is just a fucking televised house show. That's all it is. Yeah, Lewis. Uh, you're giving me Undertaker versus Goldberg. Uh, how about you should have given that to me 15 to 20 years ago? Exactly. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm kind of pissed that it's happening at the Super Showdown when that type of match should be at a Mania. Right. Um it, it's it's all a money grab because you know the, the listen the, the Saudi Arabia is paying them a lot of money for dude a lot oh, of money yeah. to come out come out there and produce these shows and and they want they want high quality even though what's going to happen is that most of these guys who are doing these shows they're not going to go completely all out i mean they're not. They, you got a lot of things working against you. You have the controversy number one of being in Saudi Arabia, yeah, um, because of the whole Khashoggi. I believe the Khashoggi, Khashoggi um reporter who <laughs> um, who who lost his life there, and the women's rights and. It's just a lot. A lot of things that... And a lot of guys aren't going. Kevin Owens ain't going. Sammy Zanin can't go basically because of his, because of his, who he is. Um,
0: Daniel Bryan isn't
1: working the event either. Daniel Bryan's not working the event. Uh, there's a lot of people who took stands and and, and not and decided not to go. And um, this is going to be a... I don't know. I just don't... I hate that we here get crappy crappy shows sometimes during manias that 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 now Yeah, that should have happened 20, you know, that match should have happened 15, 20 years ago. So, now that they're getting it, I just don't think it's going to be that good, man. I mean, listen, Undertaker's Undertaker literally looks like a corpse out there. And <laughs> and, Go, and Goldberg, I mean, what more does he have? Like, I it's not going to be great. I'm just saying, uh, it, it just makes you look at it like, wow, you, could, you couldn't do this earlier for a mania or anything? Like, I don't know. Just that. And we, I, don't,
0: I don't like the fact that they're hyping it up to be <laughs> potentially bigger than WrestleMania. I hate that, right. you know, because WrestleMania should be like the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Vince is just loving that that Saudi Arabia money. What what, what can
1: we do? That yeah, man, that Arab money, son. Good luck. <laughs> <there. laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord. Yep.
0: Now some some final thoughts to wrap it up, right? AEW. So do you you so do you think they're gonna be a force to be reckoned
1: with going forward? Absolutely. I really truly from what what what's really this is what's gonna happen, Lewis. I gotta watch um I believe AEW has another pay per view called All In. Is that what or all yeah? Well, all, all this lit-
0: was last year. This one is all out.
1: I mean, sorry, all out in Chicago, right? Yeah. that's in August. Um, but they have one in July, which is like a, um, it's like a it's like a pay per view for wounded soldiers, I believe. Um, there's it, 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 like, most of their proceeds are going to like some some charity, I believe. I'm, I'm not sure, but
0: is that the the Fighter Fest one? Yes. Yes. See, I don't think the fighter fest is gonna be televised.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I don't know. I could be wrong, but somebody had brought that up to my attention too. Actually, it was uh, uh Lincoln, aka Lamar Hawkins. Um, shout out to him. He told me uh, that 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 was gonna be another pay per view, and oh. I don't know. I I, I kind of read it as it was just gonna be a live event for those in attendance. Um, I could be wrong though.
1: Oh. So that's a possibility, actually. I mean, who, I, I I just I think after all out, I need to watch one more pay per view to really get a, a, a sense of if they can compete. Um, but watching Double or Nothing, I'm I'm thinking absolutely, yeah. creatively absolutely, match quality wise absolutely, production maybe. That's just the big because WWE's a production machine. I mean, their shit looks great all the time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't think anyone can compete with WWE's production uh, team. Right, right. But I mean, I think they definitely will be a force to be reckoned with, man. Absolutely. i I, I really have high hopes for them. I, I like Cody in this in this role because he's a guy who lived through being uh, not being the man or being held back. And I think he's going to give guys chances. I think he's going to give guys creative freedom. Um, I think him and the Young Bucks and Omega uh, with Tony Khan, with the money that they have backing them, I think they're going to do right by their roster and, and and make them feel more than just sports entertainers, but also owners of their own characters. So that's going to be special. And that's something no company has ever done. So... Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really hyped.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man. This is this is definitely an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. I, and you you can't call yourself a wrestling fan if you're not rooting for AEW. Yeah, you know
1: what I'm absolutely. saying. Like,
0: I'm not saying that you have to watch it religiously, but you know, you you got to be rooting for it because competition brings out the best in everybody. Yep, that's just that's just what it comes down to. Like, who wouldn't want to have that sense of competition? Right. Um, every week, so let's see. And if AEW becomes big enough, they're gonna have to launch their own network at some point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Right. And the only and, and uh, one of the things that they have to be careful for too is uh, careful about too is uh, they shouldn't be charging fifty dollars for a pay per view when in this day and age nobody's really paying fifty dollars to watch a wrestling pay per view anymore you right. <laughs> Especially when you get the WWE network, you can watch a pay-per-view for ten dollars, get thirty days of content, and then cancel it afterwards. Right. Or even with Ring of Honor, like their shit is is relatively cheap. And New Japan, their network is ten bucks a month. So that's that was outrageous the, the the amount that they
1: charge. So they gotta they gotta do something with that. They got they gotta work on that because you're right. No one's paying sixty dollars for uh, a paper, a wrestling pay-per-view, dude. Not anymore. Not today, because yes. dude, honestly, you don't need to. You can find that shit all over the internet. So, <laughs> so yeah, stuff. of course. I mean, I didn't pay. Yeah, exactly. So I, th- th- there's no way they could continue doing. It. I have to figure that out, and that's just that's going to come with growing pains with running a brand new promotion. Is how do we make today's viewer? not feel like we're 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 overcharging or um or, or making it difficult to watch our product because it is 50 or sixty dollars and maybe some people just don't have it like you know what I'm saying like, Of course. so they're gonna have to figure that out that's a big that's a big one that they're gonna have to really really figure out yeah there's certain months where I
0: don't want to uh, you know cough up to ten dollars or or whatever you know, and so imagine the 50 bucks. It's, yeah. you, you make a valid point.
1: Yep. Yep. So that's big. And that's just going to come with time. Just come with time.
0: Now, my the final question this is a big one. Who do you think, or do you think, more wrestlers are going to make the jump from WWE to AEW? Um,
1: I definitely think so. I think the thing that we're looking at right now is a lot of the guys that we thought or think would make jumps are already in contracts. Yeah. Um like I thought the Usos were going to be gone but they resigned. I thought AJ Styles might have been gone but he resigned. Um uh Daniel Bryan same thing, he resigned. So I, the guys who I thought might have taken the chance and jumped are all under contracts now for those who may have contracts ending soon or I could just see making a jump uh I I, I could see a Kevin Owens for sure yeah um, I could see a Sami Zayn and I could see um, how I, about I, the I, revival I could oh yeah I could definitely see a revival go. I could definitely see a revival go um, I would the, the guys who I would love to see go uh, Just because I think it would make Things interesting um, Would be like an Usos um, I would love to see the Usos In AEW They would they would fit so well in an AEW Oh yeah I think so too um, um, The Usos Would be awesome but yeah Like a, like a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn Daniel Bryan I could see them all just just be like peacing out, like leaving. Like, how about it. Sasha Banks? Oh yeah, yeah. Which That's I hope happens. Right now. That, which I hope happens. She, nothing has been said about her release or or no release yet. Um, I just wonder how much patience or how much WWE is actually giving her to think about this stuff. Um, but I don't feel like she's coming back, dude. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> Like I I don't I just don't see it. I just don't see how she's coming back. Like and not get if she if she's coming back, they are going they're probably gonna promise her a title or a title a very long title run. There's no way she'd come back and they bury her because that would defeat the purpose of her leaving the first time. You left because you didn't like the way they were treating you or felt like they were undervaluing you, but now you come back only to get buried. That doesn't make any sense. So if she comes back, she's going to be the main worker or the main event star for the women's for any women's title. But I just don't know where it's in right now, man. I think the women's the women's division right now is okay. Like I I don't think I think everyone who's got a title or everyone who got who's got storylines is is okay. I just don't know where a sasha would fit in. But at AEW, I think she'd be awesome.
0: I know where she fits in if she comes back to WWE. She can feud with Becky for the Raw women's title, or she can feud
1: with uh, her best friend, Bailey. They can finally do that bail. Yeah, they could do that. They could do a bail with They can. Yeah, I mean,
0: she she's close with uh, Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte. Those are the four horse women, anyway. That's so, true. yeah, she would probably be clamoring for a title shot to get to either one of those, if not both.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Louis, who do you think? Would be an interesting jump, or or a jump that would possibly or could happen.
0: Well, besides those guys that we just mentioned, um, let's see.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, I think the the, the people that we mentioned, I, I think that's that's those are the people I could think of at the moment um, of people that would be a good fit for AEW. Um. Andrade Oh I like that Yeah Cause Andrade's a hell of a worker Yeah Yeah So I could definitely see him Man the, They would They would paint the town red Him in uh, Pentagon Or oh even him God. in Phoenix That'd be awesome Yeah that, That's a good one That's it Yeah I can't, I can't seem to think of anybody else though um, I mean, you can say guys like Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe—they're all complacent. They're, they're older, you know. Yeah. Same thing with Nakamura—they're older. They don't—they don't really care to jump right now. The money's too good, and they are just, especially Nakamura—he's just happy to be under contract, working in the states. Like he—he's he, already had a career, you know. Right, right. He's
1: like right. 39 or whatever he is, so he does doesn't—he doesn't really care, right. And do you think there are, do you AEW is going to be a force to be reckoned with, man? How, how do you see this going?
0: I think so. I think they have some good financial backing. And listen, you don't sign a deal with Time Warner, a television deal to air on TNT for nothing. Right. Obviously, the execs at, at Time Warner saw something in AEW's product that they want to showcase. Mm-hmm. So you know you don't. I'm, that's what I'm saying. You don't convince a network to give you the the rights to a TV deal for not uh, you know just just for for nothing basically. Right. So I do think that AEW AEW is not going to put WWE out of business. Obviously, but I do think that AEW is going to be good enough to force WWE to change to shift gears. As far as their creative, their creativity is concerned, their creative process and their execution of everything and their presentation is just—it's going to have to change.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: So that that wraps up our pro wrestling talk. Um, You know, we covered AEW Double or Nothing extensively, and we got into some WWE talk. Um all I could say is pro wrestling is it's at a very interesting time right now in 2019. Very very interesting times ahead because you have next first of all this weekend you have uh Takeover 25. Oh, next man. weekend you have the Super Showdown. Um you also have the New Japan event Dominion um, which is one of their bigger pay-per-views. And uh You know, later this summer, there's going to be lots of Lots more breaking news You know, SummerSlam is on the horizon Uh, Then you got All In um, Excuse me, All Out And uh, Yeah, I I just think The next five months are going to be super Exciting because you're going to see Oh, and also this summer The G1 Climax of New Japan Uh, The G1 Climax that they do Every year always produces A handful
1: of Match of the Year candidates
0: So it's, it's an exciting time very exciting this, time to be a pro wrestling
1: fan. Definitely an exciting time, man. That all-out pay-per-view, man. They're already talking CM Punk, possibly. You know, they're all speculating because the logo has the four red stars on it. I mean, you you, could, you can't make this stuff up of how people are so... <laughs> they're trying to think <laughs> of uh, anybody... Any, oh, my God. CM Punk could be showing up. There's four stars in the logo. Like, I mean, oh, come on, man.
0: Come on. Yeah, that's, that's kind of reaching, but that's that, would reaching. Be that would be funny if CM Punk did come out and GTA somebody.
1: If CM Punk showed up on AEW does that drastically shift power of the wrestling landscape a little bit to AEW in any way, or I'm not talking just financially. I'm just talking about overall popularity. Are we looking at a major shift now that CM Punk is there? Uh, Possibly. I mean,
0: the thing is CM Punk has been gone from wrestling for five years now. So it all depends on how it's, how it's received. He's been out of the limelight for quite some time. I mean, he had two UFC fights that, you know, which he failed miserably. Um, So it really all depends on how the fans receive him. Are they still going to perceive him as the big star that he was right before he left? Or just a disgruntled employee has been?
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's big. And NXT, man. Prince Pretty and uh, number team Dream I like it
0: yeah I like it and I also like that like ladder a match. Lot. The, the ladder match for the tag team title should be
1: really good too yeah man I, I like it and I think we need to give Adam Cole the damn championship title for Christ's sake I mean <laughs> yeah. what are they doing I think so too I think it's time Lewis, I think it's time for Lord. Adam Cole baby let's do it man good god he has to he has to <laughs> We has to win it. Let what me tell you something. Doing? They have their work cut
0: out for them trying to live up to that amazing match that they had at, at New York.
1: Yes. Yes, man. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's going to be a, a, one tough act to follow. That is going to be a tough act to follow, man. Uh, but I, I oh, man. he's got he's to he's get the title, Lewis. He's got to. That's all I'm, I'm on board with you. Yeah.
0: I, I think Adam Cole's time is now. I think he should win. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: For sure. Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, no, out of all places. Out of all places, <laughs> <laughs> emanating from Bridgeport Bridgeport, Connecticut. My God, I should find tickets just to see if there's any tickets left. I'm like 30 minutes away, so I should. Yeah, I should you're die. you're right there. Shit, I would go if I were you. Why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Right? Why not? Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, uh, it's it's been fun, Kiyote Thank you so much for joining me On this Pro Wrestling Talk edition AW versus WWE Should be very interesting times ahead And uh, like I mentioned before You can stream this episode And other episodes And all my other archived audio On Spotify, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts, CastBox uh, Overcast And as well as anchor.fm Let me just say this And in that case, I think that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lewis, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, man. Once again, uh, we'll hit, we'll we'll talk soon. Some movies, man. We'll talk some movies soon.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, lots lots have. This Yes, sir. All right, man. You take care and have a good night, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. Later. Peace.